Sam Cash is with us right now, and Sam and his band, The Romantic Dogs, uh, from Toronto, and have a new album called Tongue and Cheek Vows. I love the title of that. Thank you. Uh, coming out on March the 25th. Uh, the new single is called Tossing and Turning, and uh, a big show coming up at the Riv yep. in Toronto on April the 2nd. Welcome to the White House of Rock. Thank you for having us. This place is great. Uh, it's, it's, a real, it's a real pleasure to have you here. I'm pretty excited about you being here. Um, great. Um, you've had a couple of releases over the years. Mm-hmm. In, in your performances, just before we started to talk here, you referred to a lot of singer-songwriters and stuff like that. And I kind of put you in that category of, you know, that deep well of Canadian singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. Does that, do, do you kind of see yourself that way? or? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm influenced by a lot of uh, great songwriters, specifically Canadian songwriters, Joel Plaskett, Jason Collette, um, Pete Elkis, uh, guys like that who, um, you know, Sam Roberts, these guys who I've sort of at one point or another become super, uh, uh, obsessed with. And it's, um, you know, a bummer sometimes that I think they're not more well-known, uh, globally or in, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see why it needs to be Canadian songwriters rather than just songwriters, you know, um, but they certainly are from here and they are from here. Yeah. And, and, and perhaps a shared experience as well, too. I don't know yeah. what it is about Canada and singer songwriters. I mean, Canada is not known for its death metal bands. It's, no. it's known for its singer songwriters. Yeah. And maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's how solitary Canada is. Maybe it's the cold winters. I don't know. I what think it it's is. the solitary and the general more the less densely populated places uh, versus, you know, place. I mean, Toronto is densely populated, but. Canada as a whole, um, I think you get a lot more space and that leads to a lot more sort of uh, creativity looking inwards as opposed to putting on some big flashy rock show. I think it more goes into like this inward songwriting. So you got a couple of releases under your belt, a new album on the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, How would you describe your evolution as a, a songwriter? Um. I have will hopefully describe it as an forward evolution and sure. and an upward evolution. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was always one of like, there's plenty of people that will write for between 18 and 25 and then put out their first record when they're 25 and they'll yeah. have all this stuff to choose from. Yeah. I have sort of put out records as I've gone. I'm 24 right now and this yeah. is my third record. So my first record I put out when I was 19 yeah. Which means there were songs written when I was 18 or 17, which now looking back, I'm like, why would I ever do that? I was going to ask you, what, what do you think about those first records? You know what I mean? I actually have, you know, every now and then something comes up on my iTunes and I, you know, other than like my singing voice, which was still, I was still sort of finding how to sound like me, you know, yeah. at that time I was trying to sound like, I'm not sure who, but somebody else for sure. Um, but I think, you know, I think it was a good, honest, you know, I'm always, my main thing with songwriting is the honesty of it. That's some of my favorite songs. And it was a very honest interpretation of, you know, me at 18 years old. I keep hearing that term, honesty in music. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, I think it maybe is, you know, owning up uh, to yourself and not trying to uh, you know, there's plenty of examples of people sort of trying to adapt themselves so much to fit into the industry or to fit into some career that they want to have that they sort of lose 
their singular perspective on like what they're actually doing and why they're doing it. And I think if you can, you know, that's is the, you know, the best thing, the only thing you can do is if you can keep that part of yourself that comes through in the songwriting, comes through in the way you conduct yourself, you know, there's honesty. There. Do you find yeah. there's any pressure as you're in this business now and it's about paying the rent and all the rest that you have to write in a certain way, you have to write certain types of songs, you have to worry about the mass appeal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word mass mm-hmm. somewhat lightly, sure, but yeah. you understand what I mean, that you you need to write music that that you can, that you feel is an honest part of you mm-hmm. and yet you realize you got to write songs that people can connect with. Sure. And I mean, I, it, it would be different if I was like sort of writing more like obscure, maybe folk songs or something and trying to fit into this mold. But I've, oh, these are the songs I've always written regardless of, of if I had a career or not, or regardless of if I was getting on the radio or not. I, you know, like I, these are the song, the type of songwriters I really have gravitated to are guys like, like much like, you know, Jason Cullen and Joe Plaska, but also, you know, Nick Lowe and Elvis Costello yep. and Springsteen who had hit songs. They had these big pop songs, but they also were, could be extremely zeroed into like, they were very smartly written and clever and personal at the same time. So this is my default songs. These are the default, the default where it's, so I get what you're saying about having pressure fitting into this certain mold, but I also like naturally gravitate towards that mold. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you can do it with integrity and honesty, once again, it, you know, it's all okay. Your new album is called Tongue in Cheek Vows, produced by the great Ian Blurton. And great you mentioned, Ian Blurton. Yeah, I mean, it's I tremendous him. what he has done on stage and yeah. how he's worked with other artists, you know, helping them realize, you know, their music. It's interesting. You were mentioning, you were describing, you know, uh, Ian um, informing you, producing your music, mm-hmm. that you needed a song that kind of sounded yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what was it? He's, thin, thin Laser Buster. He said a street a, a street poetry song is what he said. Okay. I mean, what, what did he contribute to? The, what do you feel he contributed to your record? What was oh, the man, great, was, greatest contribution you thought? He was great. He really uh, like kicked our ass, like really worked us. Yeah. It was, this is the best, you know, regardless, I don't, you know, however much money we could have spent, whatever other producer we could have gone with, I'm convinced that this is the best rep. He got us sounding the best we could sound. He pushed us right to our limit. And we couldn't go anymore. You know, that's the max we could do is this record. So if you don't like it, if you're hoping to find something else, you're not going to get it because this is the all we can do at this point. Uh, but he really was great at, you know, he got us practicing. He like, like first we would do pre-production one-on-one where we completely ripped apart the songs and built them back up. And then we would practice like every day for a month almost at the same time, having a residency in Toronto every Thursday of that same month. So we would, you know, practice Monday to Wednesday, go to show Thursday, try out the new tunes, go back Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rework them. Yeah. So he really got us tight. He really got us super tight. So you beat up these songs into shape, mm-hmm. beat them into shape before you actually hit record and got yeah. going on them, right? Yeah, and we, you know, we got to play them live and try out things, and you know, we try some something might work in practice that doesn't work live necessarily, and you know, we are a band that prides ourselves on being able to put on a good, solid show. So if it wouldn't actually work live, we could go back and change it, and he would come to the shows. Yeah. It was great. He was awesome. Well. Yeah. Um, the band is Sam Cash and the Romantic Dogs. Tell me about these guys and what what you feel they contributed to this new album. 
They um, are a great band. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Como, Matt Bailey, and Kyle Sullivan. And we have since, after the record, have a fifth guy, Graham Moffat now, because we did we just went a little bit wild on the record. We need we more. Say, we need more. Um, but these guys on on uh, recording are just such like a solid group of people. I can sort of throw anything at them, and they know what to do with it. And they know, you know, they are aware what my weak points are and what I feel very confident about. So the yeah. points where I'm not super sure of, they sort of know what I'm thinking without me knowing what I'm thinking, which is great. Is it a democracy? Are you a taskmaster at this point in time? No band can be a democracy. No bands do not work if it's a democracy. Maybe U2 is a democracy. I don't know. but <laughs> I'm not sure if it is. From what I've seen, I don't know. So it's not a democracy, but... It is a band, yeah. and it's a band that I've tried very hard to keep as a band, rather than like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm, you're my session guy. I'm gonna pay you this much a week to to do these songs." It's not that, mm-hmm. but a, any band only works if there is one singular vision. You can't have f- four guys trying to do four different things. It becomes very confusing. It doesn't work out. So that's one of their great assets is they know that it is a band. And it is a collaborative, creative process. But at the end of the day, I'm the person that's going out and doing these interviews. It's my name on this project. Your, right? And your songs as well, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, so, you know, they're great in that sense in that keeping a band these days is very tricky to do because it seems harder than it was before because it seems like everyone wants to have their own band, right? So, like... You know, I mean, this is, you know, there's the amount of new bands there are every day is insane that everyone's eye on a starter band. So I think it's hard to keep guys that are into working in a band as a unit rather than wanting to do their own stuff all the time and make themselves the unique person. So I bet you guys are busting to take this out on the road, right? Yeah, we're excited. We're going out next week or in a couple weeks. Sam Cash and the Romantic Dogs uh, playing at the Rivoli on April the 2nd. The new album is called Tongue in Cheek Vows out on March the 25th. Sam, great pleasure to meet you. Cool. You too. Awesome.